I'm Heidi. And I'm Nicole. I'm Nicole's mom. And now I'm also a mom. We created this podcast to talk about all the joyful, beautiful, and sometimes awful parts of motherhood. We aren't experts, but we do have experience. Our goal is to talk about motherhood IRL. That means in real life, mom. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. And thanks for joining us in our motherful adventures. Welcome back to our motherful podcast. This is episode four already. It's crazy to think that we've had four now. Our guest today is Savannah, and Savannah is a wife and mother to a beautiful baby boy. Believe it or not, she enjoys talking about taxes. Her favorite thing to do is spend time in Lake Powell with her family. She can't live without her Libby audiobook app and daily walks. She is a terrible cook, and she lets her laundry go for about two to three weeks until she finally does it. But surprisingly enough, cleaning is actually therapeutic to her. So welcome to our podcast, Savannah. Hey, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited. In our first episode, I talked about my two friends that had a baby. One had a baby two weeks before me and one had a baby two weeks after me. And so she was listening to the episode and she's like, oh, you gave me a shout out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, actually, uh, will you be a guest on one of our episodes? I, I want to do a little bit more than a shout out. So, <laughs> Well, I'm honored. Thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> but let's start with our lightning round. Um, since Savannah's a reader... We decided to ask the question, what is your favorite book? I love anything and everything Harry Potter. So the Harry Potter books got to be my favorite, but also The Nightingale by Christian um, Hannah is probably my second favorite book. <laughs> and did you know that Tanner is a fan of Harry Potter books? He like knows Wait, all the stories. Tanner, my husband? Yeah, isn't he? What the heck? No. How come I didn't know this, Nicole? I don't think he's ever read <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh well. Well, I will have to ask him, but I don't think. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Okay. My favorite okay. book is "These Is My Words." That's one of my favorite books. I have a lot, but "These Is My Words" is um, also a little bit of historical fiction. I like historical fiction too, because my favorite—I was going to say—small yeah. great things. Yeah, small great things by Jody Picoult. I don't know how to say her last name. Picoult. Do you say the T? Sure. Um, Who knows? But also Unbroken is the one about Louis Zamperini in World War II. Yeah. That, that one's yeah, really, that's a great really, one. really good. Except it's super long. Yeah, really sad and really long. But like, if you like World War II stuff, that one's really good. Okay. Go-to yeah. snack, particularly when you're stressed. Probably popcorn. I love popcorn, but I mean, <laughs> string cheese is always more accessible. <laughs> So I always go for a string cheese, but... Oh, that sounds really... That sounds too healthy for me. Mine would be Snickers. Always a Snickers. <laughs> um, if you asked Tanner, he would think that my answer is Diet Coke. Because to him, Diet Coke literally cures anything. Like, even if we, like, have a cold, if we're sick, he's like, well, Diet Coke's the answer. Don't take medicine. Just drink Diet Coke and you'll feel great. <laughs> like, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> but my answer is... Walmart brand, the great value, cookie dough ice cream. I've been on that kick for a few weeks now. Mm -hmm. That's my go-to. Interesting. Mm. Okay, next question. Favorite pre-baby activity? Oh, wow. 
<laughs> that's that's yes. really going back. For yeah, me. Fortunately for me, this is only me and Nicole. It's only about a year ago, but it doesn't feel that way. Um, I would have to say spending time at the lake, which I guess we still do, but snowboarding, which we definitely don't do with a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so mine would be jogging. Uh, that is what I liked to do to clear my mind before I had kids. And then I tried to jog after I had kids and it's just a whole different scenario. <laughs> Jumping up and down oh. after children. Um, yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. 100%. I don't do that much anymore. Yeah. Along those same lines, uh, mountain biking, <laughs> me and Tanner were just barely starting to get into it when I got pregnant. And so I was like, just barely starting to get the hang of it and then had a baby. And now I go like once every two months, probably. Yeah. So that's kind of sad. Sad. All right, Savannah, tell us about yourself. Okay, so um, I've been married for four and a half years now. Um, my husband and I met at SUU. He wasn't going to school at the time, but he was roommates with some of the guys that I was going to school with, and that's how we met. He is actually 10 years older than me, so there's an interesting dynamic. What? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. So my husband is 34, and I'm 24 currently. <laughs> so it's created wow. – um, it's definitely a different dynamic, and that took a little bit of yeah. getting used to when we first got married because he was pretty stuck in his ways, um, understandably, yeah. you know, being 29. <laughs> and – I had some pretty big expectations, as most young girls do when they get married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that created some super interesting dynamics. But we worked through a lot of those, and it's been good. Um, awesome. A lot of good learning experiences from that. I mean, that could be a whole other podcast, right? Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I went to school. I have a master's degree in accounting and a CPA license. So I wasn't lying when I said I actually like to talk about taxes. I mean, I better, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I waited to have kids until I was done with all of that. And that went to plan. And I literally got pregnant the month after I got my CPA license. So that worked out great. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I have a nine-month-old baby boy. And he's the best. He's actually huge for... Yeah. He's the big dude. He, yeah, he's big. And we don't know why, but it's fun, I guess. Not fun for me. I have to carry him around all the time. I remember when they were like six months old. So he and Finley are two weeks apart. Yeah. And when they were like six months old, people would ask her if he was like a year or like 15 months or whatever. And people would ask me if she was like two or three months. <laughs> like, so you're a CPA. Do you work right now? Yes, I currently work. Um, I work kind of a hybrid schedule. So I work from home about probably 15 hours a week. And then I work in my office about 10 hours a week. So I go over every Monday and Wednesday. Um, and my mom watches the baby Mondays and my husband watches on Wednesdays. So it's kind of like okay. the perfect schedule where I don't have to have any daycare or anything like that. Um, I, I mean, I don't have to pay for it. That's why it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that's great. So let's talk about your expectations about becoming a mom. So like you um, kind of planned to go through college and get done with all of that. And then you got pregnant right away, which is 
a little bit uncommon, I feel like. But what were you thinking um, motherhood would be like? Like, did you know that you were going to keep working or did you want to keep working? What's what was your plan on that? I knew I would keep working for sure. I thought I would work less. I was kind of hoping for more of like, you know, 15, 20 hours a week kind of more of a part-time schedule, but it ended up being more full-time just due to my husband's job. He's um, self-employed. So to get more of a steady income month to month, that's kind of what needed to happen. Um, But as far as like my expectations about becoming a mom, um, to be honest, (laughs) this is going to show you one of my flawed character traits, but (laughs) I kind of (laughs) thought that I would like figured out and it would be somewhat easy because I felt like that's how school and life kind of was for me at that point. I knew I had to work hard, but I knew that as long as I did that, I would figure it out and it would become something easier. It'd become something that I would, you know, catch on to really quick and it wouldn't surprise me. So it sounds like that's not how it worked out. <laughs> no, not at all. It was a huge slap to the face, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of feel that same way about Nicole because she's also kind of had things yeah. easy for most of her yeah. life. Things just roll for her for some reason. Mm-hmm. So did you feel the same way, Nicole? Yeah, and I grew up babysitting and taking care of cousins and like everything I did revolved around little kids and like taking care of little kids and like even I started teaching piano when I was 15 so even the only job I ever had in high school had to do with kids and so I just I felt like I would be good at it and it would just come naturally and that that part has things are pretty easy as far as like taking care of a baby like I know how to do that part But the hard part for me is just like feeling fulfilled, like feeling like this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing in life because I am, I'm very similar to Savannah, like love to work, (laughs) love to like work hard. And like, I came from working like three jobs and going to school and then all of a sudden had a baby and now I'm working like 10 to 15 hours a week and the rest of the time I'm just at home like with my baby so it's hard for me to like feel like I'm actually accomplishing things when I can't see it on paper you know yeah I'm very much like that as well which is why we're such good friends right (laughs) yeah well because we're similar but our lifestyles are opposite because you are so busy that like you can't have time for everything right and then there's me where I'm like I have too much time and I don't know what to do with it, which I feel bad. I feel bad complaining about it, but I think there's other people who feel the same way as me where it's like being home with a baby is not enough, you know? Oh, absolutely. So it's good to know that there's two sides. Like I could be super stressed about trying to, you know, spread myself in all these different aspects of my life, or I could just be grateful Mm -hmm. that I get to spend this time and snuggle my baby and Mm -hmm not be stressed For about sure. work you For know sure. yeah there's there's definitely always that grass yeah could be greener but it's yes. probably not on the other side <laughs> yeah. mentality to it um yeah I definitely have a lot of those same thoughts and feelings aside from the fact that like I didn't grow up around young kids I had no idea how to care for a baby so that's where a lot of my fear stemmed from is the fact that I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, 
I was six when my youngest sister was born, and I don't remember spending a whole ton of time helping my mom with her. I just don't remember yeah. being interested. I was always wanting yeah. to play or do something else or, you know, keep my mind busy because that's where I feel achievement. So that's probably one of the hardest things about being a mom for me is exactly like you said, is you don't see it, especially while they're so young and they, you know, can't speak to you. So you don't know if they're growing into being a good human because <laughs> they don't talk to you're, you. You're going to have to wait like 20 years for this. <laughs> That's good to know. Yeah. So do you ever see yourself as being a stay at home mom? I know that your career is valuable to you now. I, I, I can tell that just because you got a master's in it. But do you think that in the future, maybe if there was more children that you would give up work outside the home completely? Or do you feel like you would need to have something even part time? Because I think that a CPA is a great part time yeah. job. No, and you're absolutely right. It's an excellent job to have to be part-time. Um, and that is the main reason why I went into it. Cause I do everything with a plan. Cause that's how I am. And then, you know, motherhood hits you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but to answer your question in the future, I, I can't see myself not working. Yeah. And a big yeah. reason for that is just because of the fact that I have to keep my brain busy to stay mentally healthy. Yeah, I find myself slipping into more of an anxiety, depression prone space when I'm not keeping my brain busy and I'm not growing in an educational or in a vocational aspect. So it's kind of a way for me to keep myself um, mentally healthy and still feel fulfilled using my brain and my skills and all right. that type of stuff. I love that. I feel like that's really common. Like I feel like I've heard a lot of moms say that, that they're actually a better mom and a better person when they do get to work outside the home. Yeah. Because it's it's something to grow yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm, like, I guess it goes back to the same thing we've been talking about is like, it's a way to like, see your achievements more, I yeah. guess. Is that what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And improve. It just feels like yeah. a way to invest in yourself too, you know, because as you're yeah. working, you're learning and you're growing and it feels good, well, you know. And I think that it feels like it's a little bit more acceptable now, especially within the LDS church. Yeah. There's a lot more moms that are working or working part-time. Oh, and sure. I know like prophets have said, you know, your most important role is to be a mother and to work in the home, but also they've told us to get an education and if necessary, we can help provide for our families. And so there's nothing wrong with wanting to go and work outside the home. Well, and I don't disagree that your most important role is inside the home. Um, but I think sometimes for that to be the most effective and for you to be the best mom you can be, sometimes that does require time outside the home. <laughs> like, absolutely. absolutely, Investing yeah. in yourself, like you said. So let me just give you a flip side of this coin. Um, I'm an educator, Savannah. So uh, I did a lot of substitute teaching when the kids were in school just for some extra money and um, just also that to get out of the house. Mm -hmm. And I took on a long-term sub job when my youngest was in third grade. 
And it was like the last three months of the school year because the regular teacher had twins. And so she was not coming back. Right. (laughs) And I was the complete opposite. I turned into a terrible mom. (laughs) I was telling someone the other day, I think it was bad for the kids in my class. I think it was bad for the parents of those kids. And I think it was bad for my children. So you have to be the right type of person is the moral of the story. Well, no, there are certain jobs that you can improve yourself. And for me, being a substitute teacher was not one of them. Well, and I I think Nicole's right in a way too. It takes a certain type of person too, because there are people who feel perfectly fulfilled staying at home as well. And I kind of always thought that I would be that person growing up, you know, when you make your dream Mm -hmm. boards in young women's. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's because that's what we're taught. Yeah, in young women's. That's exactly what we're taught is like your your job is to be a mom. And I don't disagree with that. I'm not saying that's wrong. No, absolutely not. There's more yeah. to life than right. being a mom. Right. Well, even in 2020, when all the kids came back to live with me, even the married ones, <laughs> they were all home. In fact, everybody was home. There were only a couple times when they were working. And um, I just woke up one morning and I'm like, I'm going to see if I can get a job. And so I looked on the the school district website and I got myself a job and I've been doing it for three years and there was really no need for me to work financially, mm-hmm. but I knew that if I didn't get myself out of the house full of five extra people, that things were going to end up not good. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a job and I went to started teaching again in August and I'm a much better person now because I'm teaching. Right. Yeah. And time and seasons too. That's you know. what I was just going to say. There's yeah. something to be said for the season of your life that you're in. Exactly. I've been learning a lot about growth lately and types of growth. And there's two different types of growth. And one is really slow and steady. And one is very fast paced and busy and like mm-hmm. kind of a hustle mentality. And you go back and forth at different times in your life. And so I think right now I'm trying to learn that like, this is a slower time of my life and I just need to (laughs) slow down and enjoy being with my baby and work on myself maybe in other ways that's not so much like financial or like um, social, but like my emotions and like spirituality and like spirituality. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's why I listen to podcasts like all day long because it's like, at least if I'm not getting out of the house and like talking to a ton of people or working or whatever, then at least I'm like learning something about myself or about the world or about other people, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's hard because I think me and Savannah are both naturally like the hustler mentality. Like we just both want to be busy all the time. And so for me, I'm like trying to take a step back and be like, okay, I can be busy in 10 years when my kids are older and like when my kids are more independent and I can get out of the house more. Yeah, no. And there's a lot to be said about that because I agree with you 100%. I feel like I was in that hustle growth phase for basically my entire life up until this point. And I was growing in the way that I was getting those scholastic achievements. I was getting my degrees. I was getting my license, you know, and all of this stuff. And that feels really good. But like you said, the slower paced growth is more of that soul searching, more of that like 
coming to terms with like who you truly are and what your character flaws are. And I feel like a lot of this becoming a mother has really brought a candle to some of those character flaws that mm-hmm. I had. And that has been a huge slap to the face to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, like, wow, I kind of like I need to step up my game. I really kind of suck as a person right now. <laughs> that is hard. And I feel like I'm really having to come to terms with a lot of hard character flaws that I have and it's been difficult but it's been good and I've loved the slow paced growth coming Mm -hmm. from it and again there's so much more to come that's awesome that you say that that you're recognizing the growth already there is growth that happens personal growth with every phase and with every child like each child is different and you have to learn how to deal with all their different personalities and um, then also change what you thought you were changing. You might have to change it again (laughs) when the second child comes or when the next phase comes. And um, I mean, that is, I think it's great that you're recognizing those things already because that I never would have, I never thought about that. That was not, (laughs) I was like just trying to make it through day to day. Oh no, I'm doing a lot of that too. I know. We still only have one kid. Yeah. Don't forget. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So maybe along those lines, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but my mom was wondering why you don't consider yourself to be a nurturer. Okay. Because you've told me that several (laughs) times. Yeah, that is along those lines. (laughs) Um, I feel like, a lot of my life growing up, I responded to a very authoritative parenting style. So here's your rules. Do this. You will be rewarded. I like to be rewarded, like I said. (laughs) So I did exactly what I was told. And going through high school, I just knew my rules and I knew I would get a longer leash as long as I did what my parents wanted me to do. So I did exactly that. I was home for curfew. I don't think I missed curfew one time. I always had a job. I was always working, made my own money. I always went to seminary, you know, the the rules you're supposed to follow. And because of that, I feel like it made me a very judgmental person because those people who weren't doing those things, I would kind of look down on them and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. doing these things and you're not. So... This, I promise this plays into me being a nurturer. <laughs> so I felt like that caused me, even though I thought I was doing the best I could, in reality, like I was judging all these people for having all these different sins than me. Yeah. As far as like my siblings would go and the people that I loved, like my actual family, I didn't feel like I had good relationships with them because if they would do something yeah. wrong or if they did something that I didn't perceive was right, I kind of would shrug mm-hmm. them off. And it caused my siblings and I to have some really strained relationships because I wow. wasn't mm-hmm. being a good sister. I wasn't being the older sister that I should have been, you know? Wow. Mm-hmm. And this all scared me because I'm like, how I couldn't love my siblings the way they were, you know? I couldn't sit there and see them through their flaws Mm. and I couldn't see other people the way that I needed to and I couldn't nurture them in the way that they needed to be nurtured at that time all I could do is sit there and think about me and judge them because they weren't doing following all the rules like I was following the rules yeah 
then when I come to have a baby, it scares the heck out of me because I'm like, am I going to be the same way? Am I going to follow all the rules or is this child going to be caused to follow all the rules? Okay. You know, that caused me to kind of have a lot of fears when it came to having a baby and raising kids is I didn't want to be that person anymore. And I didn't really allow people to come close to me because of that, because I was in that phase. Because when you're worried about yourself and thinking you're better than others, you know, you don't really have good relationships with people. Right. To be you're, not, you're not open no. to new relationships. Yeah, even. because you're not empathetic. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. a lot of... Yeah what I had been reading and studying about was I needed to have charity and be empathetic. And I feel compelled to share this right now, even though it's kind of, (laughs) it kind of all comes back to this question, I promise. But right before I had the baby, I was, we were studying in Come Follow Me, the story of the creation, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sitting here just thinking, why the heck would God decide why would they even go through the process? We suck. <laughs> we always do the wrong things. Like I'm always we always screw up. Everybody's always screwing up. Why would they go through this process? And one day the spirit told me very clearly, just wait and see. And then three weeks later I had a baby. Oh. <laughs> and you guys know how your world changes when you have a yep. baby. There's nothing, you know, that you could do to separate yourself from that love from that baby and so it all made sense to me at that point and that became a pivotal moment for me in learning that you know what I could nurture because now I have this higher love it's not this performance-based law for me anymore it's not this transactional love for me anymore you know do this I'll love you you know Mm -hmm. it's I love this being completely or I'm striving to because it exists and because it's part of me because it's in my nature, mm-hmm. my divine destiny to love this little boy <laughs> as much as I could. And yeah. that kind of trickled over into my life, you know, for my younger sisters and for my brother, I've kind of felt this new sense of love and this new sense of um, nurturing for them because I don't feel like I had that before. And it, you know, it makes me feel sad because I can't go back and fix that relationship, but I can now, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I can do what I can do now to help. Exactly. I feel like before we have children, we're in a very selfish mode. We are only thinking of ourselves. And like you guys have talked about, what's the next accomplishment that I'm going to make? And then I think part of God's plan is to become unselfish and to just completely give your life over to this helpless child who, like you say, Savannah, we have so much love for. Oh, absolutely. But, um, now not a single second is our own. We have no yeah. selfishness at this point mm-hmm. when we have babies. And I really think that that's part of God's plan to help us grow as women and mothers. We have these children so that we can yeah, along those lines, I I was thinking about, you know, what my expectations were for motherhood. And I didn't expect motherhood to be such a sacrifice. Like I just thought since I always wanted to be a mom that I would just love every part of it and that everything would just come super easy. But I don't think I realized that like, I literally was putting yeah. my own life on pause so that I can take care of this baby and like raise my kids. And so I think that's also part of what I'm trying to constantly tell myself is like 
it's okay if I'm not reaching every single one of my goals right this minute. Like it's okay if I sit on the floor for two hours and play with my baby because she's teething and she doesn't want anything else but attention and to snuggle, you know, like it's hard for me to like maybe stop planning for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because Aunt Kim, when we talked with her last week, mm-hmm. um, I always remember she didn't go to college and she's had children when she was very young. She started, right. I think she was t- 21 when she had her first. And she always told me, like, I'm trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And she's said that as long as I can remember. And I'm, she's 12 years younger than me, and she still feels like she's growing up. And she's still setting goals and accomplishing things that she wants to do. And she has lots of talents. And I feel like that's kind of the same with, I mean, there's lots of us who yeah. have lots of talents. And maybe right now we have to put those on the back burner and raise our kids. Mm-hmm. And then eventually there's going to be a place for those talents, or there's going to be a time mm-hmm. when we can do those things that we really have this strong desire to do, or we just feel like we've always needed to do this. And I think that is probably what you're struggling with now is right now you're raising Finley. You're taking care of her. You're keeping her alive every day. Yeah. But at the same time, you can start making those goals. You know, you can think more about what you want to be when you grow up. Like, Like, I don't think we're ever grown up. Yeah. I think that we just continue to learn and grow and develop Mm -hmm. and improve ourselves. And everything's a phase and every, every new season is going to bring new opportunities and new ways to grow and learn more about yourself. Yeah. Yep. And I get, I understand you, Nicole, a hundred percent because again, we're similar. So when we get a goal in mind or when we have an idea, it sticks in the back of your head forever yep <laughs> until, until you, you accomplish it, it. until yep. you accomplish it or yep. until you do it so I that's okay if it takes 10 years <laughs> yeah so I I, I know what you mean I have those days too where there are certain things that I wish I could accomplish a lot faster than how it's going because same thing I'm sitting on the floor playing with my baby or you know I'm watching him climbing up yeah. down the stairs a million times and <laughs> yep so I don't have an answer either because I'm in that same phase and I think it's okay yeah I think it's okay to not have an answer yeah for that right now is what I'm learning yeah I was gonna say the same thing like you guys you're doing a great job being mothers right now like this is the time and season for you to be a mom and it's gonna go so flipping fast (laughs) I just can't even yeah express how fast 25 years is going to go. So I'm, I know you hear this all the time, but enjoy this age now because it's really special and, and enjoy it the way that you, it works for you. Like if you want to work, enjoy the work and enjoy the baby and don't feel guilty about it. Figure out what you need and what makes you a better mom and then go with that. Um, but I really appreciate you, Savannah, for sharing so much of that part of your life. It's a great message. Um, so thanks for that. Oh, of course. We have one final question that we ask all of our guests. What advice would you give your former self? I think the advice I would give myself is just grace. You know, that's 
the final and last gift that our Savior has given to us is grace. Yeah. And that's, we need to give ourselves grace just as much as he gives us his everlasting grace. And honestly, give it to everybody else too, because everybody else is just doing the best they can. Yeah. (laughs) And I did not think this way before I had a baby. But for whatever reason, having a baby made me realize that literally everybody's just out here surviving and doing the best that they can. Oh, for sure. And we have to lend ourselves grace and everybody grace um, as we kind of move through this fun life we have. (laughs) Because it is fun and it's beautiful and it's joyful. And sometimes it's really hard. And you're in those growing learning experiences that can just be hard, you know, and you're really just tested. And I know that motherhood, you know, is a form of a test and it's a beautiful test. And I would also just say we were created to succeed. You know, we weren't put on this earth to fail. We have that divine blood in our veins. We can do anything our father in heaven has asked us to do and even whatever we put our minds to. That's great. I love that. That's perfect (laughs) advice. Yeah. Savannah, you're amazing. You guys both are amazing. Thanks for listening to me. Thank you so much, Savannah. This is going to be so good. I'm so excited (laughs) for this episode. Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope you found inspiration for your own life. And hopefully we're as funny as we think we are. Find us on Instagram at The Motherful Podcast for updates on each episode. 